Hey wrestling fans, it's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. Have you checked out our latest t-shirt design? It's inspired by our friends over at London Comic Con. Nigel Lewis of NCL Studios came up with this amazing design of a comic book cover. It features 22 stars of the Ontario Independent Wrestling scene, including Cody Diener, Jody Threat, Casey Spinelli, Tyson Dukes, Brent Banks, Tarek, Sebastian Spock, Halal Beefcake, graduates of the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, and many more. You can get your t-shirt for just $30 or buy the poster for $15. Proceeds from this sale are going to go to Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto on behalf of Steven's Wrestling Journey. Steven's an 8-year-old fighting carry malformation and they're searching for a cure. You can contact me either through our Facebook page, Scumbags Wrestling, or email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Get yourself a great t-shirt with an amazing design and help a wonderful cause at the same time. So contact me today and get your shirt or poster. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Chris Maloney for episode number 22, half of my age, of TNT Thursday Night Throwdown, alongside Sean Bates of the Scumbags of Wrestling, and Mr. Stephen O'Neill there in Toronto. Guys, how you doing? How's you, uh, well, I guess we did this on Sunday, so it's only been three days, but uh, how's it been for you guys? Good. It was Monday. Yeah, we recorded Monday, not Sunday. No, it was a Thursday Night Throwdown. It was on Sunday. Oh, for yeah, Thursday Night Throwdown. There you go. Both you guys owe me an apology. Yes, for Thursday Night Throwdown, it's been a couple, only a couple of days because we did it right before NXT TakeOver in your house. But we were also talking on Monday for Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Yeah, so if you, uh, if you look behind me, uh, besides the Bullet Club shirt, you will notice quite a few uh, champions uh, up there, whether they be figures or DVDs or... Funko Pops or uh, masks or whatever the case may be. And there, there is a, a reason for it. We'll get into that uh, sometime later in the show. But, uh, yeah, it was weird kind of doing the show on the Sunday uh, for Thursday Night Throwdown, that is. And then Monday we did Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Uh, I, King of Kings, wasn't it? Is that what the one was on Monday? Yeah. Yeah, so King of Kings on Monday. So we get some big news uh, involving Fantasy Warfare Tournament uh, coming up, like I said, later on the show. Uh, unfortunate news in 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 a way, uh, good and bad, but uh, Mr. Wrestling 2 passed away at 85 years old. Uh, that was on June 10th, so yesterday. Uh, real name Johnny Walker, better known as 70s and 80s star Mr. Wrestling 2, passed away at the age of 85, uh, basically born in Charleston, North Carolina, made his debut in 1955, and basically re- um, worked for ne- nearly 10 years under his birth name before retiring. He returned a few layers, a few, man, I'm stumbling words already. We returned a few years later under a mask as the grappler before going back into semi-retirement in 1972. However, in his de- decade-plus run as Mr. Wrestling 2, many fans are the most familiar with, 
originally teamed with Mr. Wrestling, feuded with Magnum TA, uh, officially retired in 1990. Uh, apparently, Jimmy Carter, former U.S. president, was a huge fan of his. So that's kind of cool. But 85 years old in the passing away. Um, guys, I mean, it's one of those things. It seems like we report on a death every single uh, episode of TNT lately. But um, uh, 85 years old, I mean, that's a, that's a long-ass life. You guys have any memories of Mr. Wrestling too, or uh, anything like that? Uh, myself, uh, not overly. I do, I think, recall he showed up at a WCW pay-per-view and uh, was in the corner of, I think it was Paul Orndorff, and they put uh, something in, up in his mask and gave a headbutt to whoever Orndorff was uh, going against and helped him win. But beyond that, I really didn't see uh, too much of Mr. Wrestling 2. I did hear also part of his uh, obituary, uh, another podcast talked about was the fact that I guess Jimmy Carter's mom was uh, good friends with him and uh, he was actually invited to Carter's inauguration but he had to say no because the um, Secret Service would have wanted him to unmask to be there so he said no to that and then um, one of the last things he did also involved Steve Carino who he teamed with and he was super old i think at that time like 73 uh and did a match with carino and carino became uh mr wrestling three yeah that i didn't know steven any thoughts and memories on mr wrestling two um i've watched a little bit on mid-south um he's your typical late 70s mid 70s mass wrestler which i love i watch him on the network now and i absolutely i love him he's got i'm looking at i didn't realize how many championships he won he's from florida to continental to deep south i'm guessing not to hawaii to mid-south georgia nwa tri-states yeah i can't believe how many titles he won I'm going to start nicknaming you, I think, Mr. Championship Wikipedia. Yeah, well. <laughs> you seem to always have that right in front of you, especially when we're doing fantasy warfare, how many titles people have won. So It's called research. Research. <laughs> research. I don't know if I can spell that word. Me neither. Um, but anyways, guys, uh, yeah, uh, rest in peace, uh, Mr. Wrestling 2. Um, I get excited over the past couple of days at this, and if you can see that logo. Oh, oh, there we go. So you can see that logo in the background. That stands for one thing and one thing only. New Japan Pro Wrestling is back. Um, they are returning uh, in basically, uh, you know, COVID-19 fashion. So they're taking things lightly uh, to get to the point where they're eventually going to have fans again. But uh, special uh, conference uh, this past Tuesday, New Japan Pro Wrestling officially announced a return to action with a series of nine events to air without fans in attendance on New Japan World starting next week on June 15th. And then basically they go on to talk about the uh, cards. So the first card, Together Project Special, that's Monday, June fifteenth, New uh, New Japan Cup twenty twenty. I believe there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shows of New Japan Cup twenty twenty, and then uh, Dominion. Actually, sorry, eight shows in New Japan Cup twenty twenty, and then Dominion in Osaka Joe Hall uh, is taking place over two nights. So, basically, the last two nights were Dominion in Osaka Joe Hall. You'll see one third of capacity as, as far as the fans go. 
being allowed to witness New Japan live. Only downside about being here in Canada, especially London, Ontario, they are 13 hours ahead of us. So if it's running at 7 p.m., uh, as far as their time goes, it's 6 a.m. in the morning over here. So, um, And most of the times, it's you'll see the odd show that's like maybe 2 a.m., 1 a.m., but nope, 6 a.m. pretty much every uh, New Japan Cup show. So um, I'm excited. It's, uh, you know, wrestling is coming back. It's trying to make a comeback. Uh, you know, obviously the eastern side of the world making its way this way, much like COVID did. Guys, your thoughts on New Japan Pro Wrestling putting on basically about nine shows uh, before they go live to fans again. Uh, are you excited as far as um, real wrestling besides North American wrestling taking place again? Yeah. I, oh, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, I'm uh, good with it uh, coming back. Uh, I heard some of the uh, numbers, though, that they were going to be doing, along with testing, though. Um, we're maybe with third capacity is about 4,000 fans, uh, to be in attendance. So if that's able to be done, but uh, at the same time, you got to worry about that second wave that keeps on looming as a warning that it's going to come, just not sure when, and mm, hopefully something like this isn't the cause, but you know, we've also seen, uh, here in North America, uh, tens of thousands of people doing marches and protests, and thankfully nothing's popped up yet. So, oh no! In your London, Ontario, someone has tested positive from the Black Lives Matter protest. So, anyone you know that went there, they really should go get tested and self-isolate. Well, apparently, uh, Chris, what's her name? Christine Elliott got tested <laughs> and was shopping at the LCBO. You saw that? <laughs> of course. Well, I she love her after her test results came back negative. No, no, she went before she got the test, then she went to get wine. Because what else do you do here in Toronto than drink? All right, we'll leave it at that. But, anyways, New Japan for Wrestling is coming back. Uh, June 15th is the official start date. And first round tournament match uh, has Kota Ibushi taken on Zach Saber Jr. So, anybody who was familiar with the original uh, Cruiserweight Classic. Um, with Tyson Dukes, uh, yeah. So Coda was uh, was Coda and Zach were part of that, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. So both were. So guys, New Japan Pro Wrestling is back. Um, but something I want to get to right now because the quick question about this because I didn't see What's the card up? yet. Is there any? Is it just um, people living in Japan? Is in the New Japan Cup because I didn't see the I didn't see the wrestlers in it yet. I haven't seen the. So I wasn't sure if anyone from england or anything is able to fly there or is it all just like so are we talking specifically just the cup itself well any of the shows they've announced any of the so when you look at the roster for both the left and the right side of the tournament itself um yeah it looks like it looks like pretty much everybody that's uh, japan based is, is part of this because you don't see elp who is uh, canadian based uh, Zach Sabre Jr. would be the exception, but I, I believe he's got residence over there. So yeah, he's living over there, and uh, from my understanding, also they're not um, narrowing it down to the different weight classes. So some of the best of the Super Juniors are involved with this because they need uh, bodies to fill it out. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the first time I think in in the history of the tournament uh, because most of the times they rely on um, the heavyweights. And then the winner goes up against the IWGP heavyweight champion, which is this case, uh, Tetsuya Naito. Uh, but the fact is, yeah, it's open weight, uh, this tournament. So it's going to make for some exciting matches. The only one that I would have loved to see in this, and I understand why he's not part of it, would be Will Ospreay. 
because the guy is absolutely phenomenal. And the fact is he was going to step up to weight class anyways, but um, I mean, it, we'll have to wait and see what, uh, you know, August, September brings out. But uh, regardless of the fact new Japan pro wrestling is back. Um, I want to get to some topics later on. So I want to do this first. Uh, WWE backlash takes place this coming Sunday, uh, seven o'clock start time. Pre-show, obviously, the kickoff takes place at 6 p.m. WWE Network as well as social media networks. Guys, might as well do you prediction style here just to get your quick thoughts as well as um, anything that stands out to you. But first match, United States Championship match, Apollo Crews taking on Andrade. Uh, winner and uh, why? Sean? Uh, this is the worst part because they look like they're getting to back behind uh, Apollo Crews, but now they're putting the former champ in there after – uh, Andrade's looked bad the last couple of times losing, and it almost seems as though they're going to give it back to Andrade. It was more of a, oh, feel good moment for a second and snatch it away from him. So who knows? But probably Andrade. All right, Steven, who's your pick? I'm assuming Andrade, Andrade uh, with the help of Selena Vega and. Angel Garza, but fucking knows anymore. <sighs> yeah, no, my predictions for last week were really bad. I got like right. two right out of six. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Garza uh, basically uh, um, goes and distracts Andrade to the point that Apollo comes up and beats him. So I'm gonna say Apollo retains, and that is the end for Andrade and uh, Garza. So. Uh, that is my pick on that one. Uh, Sean, yeah, you do, uh, you did do shitty last time. <laughs> I don't think I did much better, but uh, I'll have to go back and, and see. Uh, next match, Women's Tag Team Championship match, Bailey and Sasha Banks taking on Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, taking on the Iconics, so Bailey and Sasha Banks champs. Uh, Steven, your pick? Alcohol? Uh, I'm going to assume Bailey and Sasha Banks, but... I'm assuming Sasha Banks and Bailey, but uh, I don't know anymore. They all seem like they're going to fight each other. The Iconics are, I seem like we're breaking up, but now they're, and then I, I'm going Sasha Banks and Bailey just because why not? Right, Sean, who's your pick? Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't for SummerSlam not being the next event to come up, I would uh, say somebody other than Sasha and Bailey, but I'm going to go with Sasha and Bailey as well to uh, retain, and they'll uh, do something else again because they keep on teasing them. It's the last two years that they were going to break up and uh, rekindle what they did in NXT, but it hasn't happened. And, of course, uh, the winner of this matchup actually is going to go to NXT on Wednesday to defend against uh, Shotzi and... Um, Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox, yeah. <laughs> Steven shaking so. his head. Um, I'm going to go uh, so the 3-0 and on this one, so Sasha and Bailey as well. Uh, reason for it is because the fact is, apparently this was one of the reasons Sasha Banks was pissed off because when they first won the championships, uh, there was no legacy behind it. There was nothing to say, hey, we're established champions. Uh, when they lost it, Sasha apparently had a hissy fit, so I think this is their way to make it up to them. Um you know, seeing the fact that, um, you know, Charlotte Flair is going back to NXT and, and doing her thing, why not have Sasha Banks and Billy go down to NXT and, uh, you know, put them up against people like uh, Shotzi and, uh, 
Who's the other one? A tag team there. They just, oh, you two, uh, you get to go fight now. But I know they're they're high on Tegan Knox as far as NXT goes, so we'll have to wait and see where this goes. I know she's one of uh, those signees that Triple H wanted to you know uh, shoot to the moon, so to speak. So we'll have to wait and see. This I have no clue about because I really haven't been small, uh, following SmackDown lately. So maybe one of you guys can fill me in. Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. I know the backstory, but has it been as bad as people have said it is? Um, it depends on your point of view. A lot of people are. Uh, shitting on it because it's the typical let's uh, exploit Jeff's uh, drug history like they did with him and CM Punk and stuff like that. But people are also taking it an extra step further because of the framing uh, sort of storyline that uh, they're doing right now and Seamus apparently framed them. But one thing I pointed out on uh, somebody else's uh, message board is the fact that regardless of what they're showing... They did not at all put a bottle of alcohol in Jeff's hands. You saw nothing to that effect, unlike how Jerry Lawler with uh, Jake Roberts and there was that temptation. They only are making you assume that there was because, oh, yeah, he was found in the bushes, all beat up and disoriented and smelling of alcohol. Well, anybody can say that uh, as part of a storyline. You and me can't say it didn't happen type deal or say that, Oh yeah, he was yeah, drenched in alcohol. So it's left up to the viewer to assume what's going on. Jeff Hardy's okay with it going on. And as I said, they didn't put the substance on him visibly so that there's no chance of him uh, necessarily re uh, relapsing. All right. If they'd given it to him, like how Jake and uh, Lawler did, then I'd be questioning it. But it's story, so why not? Steven looks like he's patiently waiting right there. Because did you, did you hear what the segment is tomorrow? Where Seamus makes – he won't get in the ring with him unless he has a, a drug test? Right then and there? And then uh, Jeff Hardy throws piss at him? Hold on. Was this was this one of the taped things? It's already, yeah, it's taped. already taped. So th this, it, this has been spoiled then? Yeah. Damn. I'm not watching SmackDown tomorrow then. <laughs> Next. <laughs> All right. So who who are we picking though? Oh, Jeff Hardy, just because. Yeah, Sean? Jeff. It's gotta be have to be Jeff Hardy because they're making him do a piss test and blah blah blah. The only way it's not Jeff Hardy is if it's somebody else that uh, framed him because he said that it was somebody with red hair and red beard. So unless Eric Rowan is back, it was Seamus, obviously, but. You know, they could swerve us uh, somehow. And who's that Who's that dude that Nikki Cross is married to? Killian Dane. But yes. He's been gone for a while. Yeah, so who knows, but... <laughs> we just bypass that. Maybe it's the return to Eric Ro uh, Rowan. Let's hope not. Maybe maybe he's wearing a wig or something like that. Or Anyways, Eric uh, Rowan's doppelganger. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Sheamus. Uh, I no reason why, just because of the fact I don't. I don't think they're going to bring him back to be heel to uh, not put him over in this one. So uh, we'll get to a better match. So uh, <laughs> forget <laughs> I just said that. Asuka versus Nia Jax. Um, I will be the first to comment on this. I don't want to see the match happen. I think if anybody is going to potato Nia Jax, I think it's going to be Asuka. Um, whether or not she's going to be too nice, but the fact is. Um, 
there was, I forget where I saw it, but there was a list online, I think the past four years of Nia Jax and how many injuries she's caused to women. Obviously the only one that stood out and they went storyline with it was Becky Lynch. But the fact is she's injured Bailey. She's injured Kyrie Sane twice. I think there was somebody else on that list. She's a danger. She should not be in the ring. And, and I'm, I'm saying as a wrestling fan, but the fact is, um, I don't know where they're going to go with this. They, they, if they put the title on Nia Jax, I'm done watching WWE for the rest of the year. I'll tell you that. So I do ask her for the win. Yeah, it better be Oscar because if not, yeah, I don't get it. Um, and that's the other thing, though, that uh, somebody uh, complained about on a message board, too, that Oscar was handed the title. Well, would it still been handed the title had they announced that the belt was going to be in the briefcase? Like, either way, she earned that briefcase and won the title. Like, and she better keep it. What is the WWE supposed to do? Make Becky Lynch get in the ring pregnant? Go risk, go risk something. They had um, uh, they had Maria Kanellis win the twenty four championship while she was pregnant. That's a roll up, or in her <laughs> case, she put a finger on uh, Bennett. I think. Yeah, well, um, yeah. I'm assuming that it should be Oscar, but I have a bad feeling it's going to be Nia Jax. Just. I have this – oh, I, I completely agree, but I have this bad feeling because I thought they were setting up a program, Nia Jax versus – I thought it was Charlotte or someone. So, But I don't know. Fuck. Let's hope it's Oscar. Can we move along before I drink again? <laughs> All right. So – and it just keeps getting worse. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Braun Strowman taking on the Miz and John Morrison a handicap match. Uh, Steven, who's uh, who's your pick? Alcohol, clearly. The sad part: this is all tape. I'm assuming Braun Strowman. They have someone in John Morrison who should be a world champion in, in this picture. Uh, I'm going Braun Strowman, but it could be John Morrison. I. Uh, I don't know what these people, what type of drugs they're doing, but I wish they'd share for us to suffer through this. All right, Sean, thoughts on the match? Considering last week on SmackDown was all comedy with uh, smashing windows, turning over a van, and uh, you can't do that on television slime. Yeah. um, Braun probably is going to retain because – I don't see them ever splitting that universal championship into co-champions, but it could also spell the end of Miz and Morrison and maybe launch him, uh, launch Morrison into the main event scene fully after he disposes of Miz, but Braun's going to retain. So like I said, I haven't seen SmackDown a little bit, but uh, there was a comparison to the Home Alone movie and basically what took place on SmackDown last week with uh, Strowman playing the, the role of Macaulay Culkin and then, you know, Miz and Morrison being the uh, the, the quote-unquote uh, criminals, so to speak, and else, and who was it, Caleb Braxton got slimed or something like that? Yeah. Yes. So. You think I was watching that horse shit? <laughs> I was just saying it was, anyway, rhetorical. Next match, uh, it's a little bit better here. Drew McIntyre taking on Bobby Lashley. New champ, still champ. Still champ. It's going to be Drew McIntyre. If the, the problem is, is Lashley – Drew McIntyre can put on a match that's worth watching. Bobby Lashley, on the other hand, cannot. 
So I'm hoping Drew McIntyre carries him through this match and makes it watchable. I'm hoping that they keep the title on Drew McIntyre and let him have a run because he's actually entertaining and can actually wrestle. But it's WWE, so who knows? But I'm going Drew McIntyre. Sean? Well, uh, this is a rematch, I think, from uh, Impact of these two battling over the Impact Championship. I would like to see Drew retain. However, at the same time, if they give it to Lashley and had him chase after the title, when they're able to get fans back, which they're talking, allowing fans eventually, probably by SummerSlam, this would allow then Drew to get it back at SummerSlam and have that celebration moment with half the fans that he could have had beforehand but didn't have any fans at WrestleMania. I still want to say Drew's going to win, but I would not be surprised if they switched it just for that factor down the road for getting Drew that moment of winning in front of people. Yeah, to a degree, but Drew's not from Boston, so I, I got to leave it at that. I'm going to say Drew McIntyre to retain. It's not going to be in Boston. It's Boston's probably. already canceled it. It'll be somewhere in Florida. Well, okay, that being said, it still doesn't <laughs> change my mind. But um, um, I see them running with uh, Drew the same way uh, they're running with Bailey right now. So um, it's going to be hard. It's because of who Drew beat at WrestleMania. Um, you went from... Brock Lesnar to the Big Show and now Bobby Lashley, three enormous sized guys, and basically Drew McIntyre is you know basically putting them in their places. Um, I don't know who's going to take the title from him. I don't. It probably either going to set it up. It's going to be Seth Rollins down the road, but I don't see it happening uh, right now. Sean's going to look at confusion on his face, but uh, I don't know. There's something else. Ah, okay. All right, last match of the night. What they're calling the greatest ma- wrestling match ever. Uh, Ric Flair tends to disagree. Uh, but uh, Edge taking on uh, Randy Orton. Uh, <laughs> we might have should have just skipped this the whole backlash thing. But, uh, Stephen, I'll put you out of your misery. Get your comments first. Well, I was listening to Dave Meltzer and his little crony, I forget. Um, and they said it's, it was a 35-minute match. Wade Keller? Uh, is that the one who has uh, – No, Brian Alvarez. That's it. Um, 35 minutes. Let that sink in, people. 35 minutes. Same length of time as their WrestleMania match, basically. Okay, but WrestleMania, you could hide a lot because it was a street fight or no hold barred or last minute, whatever the hell they wanted to call it this time. This is supposed to be a wrestling match. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if there's enough alcohol or weed to smoke to, to watch this to make it good. I have a feeling Tommaso Ciampa is somehow going to play a factor and screw over Randy Orton. But I'm going to go edge because I think Tommaso Ciampa is going to come in and screw over Orton because I'm hoping everything that's been on social media is a work. 35 minutes of this horseshit, it's going to be bad. The only downside to that is how small is Ciampa going to look to Orton and edge? I mean, it's it's like when they brought them up to uh, SmackDown, and how small they looked. And Vince was like, "Nope, you guys are going back down." There's got uh, like, oh my god, do you want to watch 35 minutes of this? 
No, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but uh, I mean, if they're going to throw a twist like Champa in there, yes, fine. But uh, I mean, to put him in a guy, you know, guys like six three and six four with Orton and Edge, fact is, it's going to expose him as looking like small. Well, at this point, what the fuck else do they have to lose? Really, think about it. What is WWE programming? NXT, at least NXT is watchable, but Raw and SmackDown is it watchable? No. Is it painful to watch? Yes. Do they need to do something to make it watchable? Yes. That might be Tommaso Ciampa and Randy Orton. As much as those two are going back and forth with each other, I kind of hope it's not them because, as uh, Chris said, the size difference. And I know Ciampa and Gargano both said, uh, like others, they don't really want to be brought up to the main roster because of how poorly they're treated and also their the size difference. At least without an NXT, they got a fighting chance to look credible. Now, if somebody was going to interfere and it doesn't sound like that's been a uh, leaked rumor or anything, but I'd be down with Matt Riddle at least doing something with uh, Orton, uh, at least size-wise compared to Ciampa. I love Riddle, don't get me wrong, but is it Riddle's on SmackDown? Aren't these two fools on Raw? True. That so, is correct. That's why I'm thinking it, it it has I was thinking it would ha like Champa. They also were talking about Donovan uh Dijakovic coming up, which that's... And he he so okay, so for the record, yeah, Riddle is on SmackDown. Uh, Di, uh Di, yeah, Donovan is on Raw. So Well he I hasn't mean, officially called up well to us yet but as far as i know he's been he's up on raw no but as far as the what sean calls the dirt sheets uh yeah he's been called up to raw so i mean it'd be a way to make his impression in the match you know what i mean especially against both of them so um if it's 35 minutes man that's i still haven't seen the first one but 35 minutes of a a pure wrestling match so to speak between i mean two guys in their 40s and and uh it's yeah they, they could have done a lot better i mean give me give me gargano and and chompa for 40 minutes you know no problem at all adam cole versus carrie and cross for 40 minutes but um but that doesn't mean that it's gonna be 35 minutes without whatever edits and because it was every the backlash was taped last sunday before in your house yeah so they're obviously going to make all these edits even though it's it, it went live to the crowd 35 minutes that doesn't mean the match is going to be 35 minutes yeah i guess we'll have to wait and see um i'm gonna go edge my official pick sean who's your official pick I'm going to go with Edge as well, unless they're going to make this uh, basically two or three falls uh, storyline going on because Edge got the first one, then Orton. But, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Edge. All right, Steven, Edge or Orton? Edge, I think, but I think it will be an NXT guy coming up to screw Orton. And Edge is going to be kind of the mentor to this person yeah so we'll have to wait and see so anyway go ahead you missed the match it's um the stupid one um street profits and um viking raiders is that yeah. official i i assume it is based on the did anyone see the did you guys see the horseshit from my yeah, they're tried still and isn't there supposed uh, potentially a Seth Rollins uh, 
match that has not been announced? Uh, I, they just will probably announce things, but I, uh, from what I understood, this match was either the pre-show, but it, I'm assuming it's going to end in a draw. So don't worry, you're not going to miss any horseshit. But yeah, well, according to WWE.com, that's the only official matches is the ones that I mentioned. Well, so, I mean, normally they go about eight matches as far as a WWE pay-per-view goes. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, there's only seven. So it is possible they add two matches, one on the pre-show and then one on the main card. So, but yeah, you're probably right about the street profits there. But um, doesn't sound like any one of us <laughs> are too excited about it. But uh, backlash taking place not live this coming Sunday, 7 p.m. WWE Network, and then kickoff show, like I said, taking place on um, uh, WWE Network as well as social media. Um, something that I didn't mind too much. Did you guys uh, end up getting to see uh, in your house NXT Takeover? Yeah, I watched it. So any uh, highlights stand out to you besides Io Shirai? I actually really enjoyed the parking lot brawl. It got Adam Cole over. It got Dexter Loomis onto the next level because I want to see him. And I actually I, – I mean, Undisputed Era is missing Kyle O'Reilly. You can see that. But – Eventually, he's going to be back, so they have opportunities to do things. They He can go off on his own now because he can – like, there's opportunities. I think the backlog brawl was actually well done. Yeah, um, I think the only downside in that one was the uh, Uber driver showing up to uh, – give offer a ride or find out who needed a ride. But uh, I also enjoyed the uh, carrying cross Tommaso Ciampa match. It was what it needed to be. It was a show of force by carrying cross to establish his character and Ciampa can bounce back from it. Or if he's leaving to SmackDown, whatever, but cross needed that uh, victory uh, to establish himself. Now, I think I mentioned uh, Sunday with the women's uh, match. I didn't expect Io Shirai to win. I honestly thought uh, that Shirai was going to be there as the person to get defeated by Ripley just to further a storyline with uh, Charlotte that they can do down the line at a major pay-per-view like another WrestleMania or at SummerSlam because Rhea has yet to beat Charlotte. So that would have made a little more sense. I'm okay with uh, Io getting the title because that's a long time in the making, but she was also heel. So I don't I, know where that stands. I'm guessing Rhea Ripley's moving up to the main roster. That's, Maybe. that's the only reason why I assumed she didn't win is she was moving up to the main roster. Or she has to go back to England. No, that got all uh, settled. Uh, and she's actually Australian. Oh, well, whatever. And, but she uh, had uh, been doing a interview and said that she did have the visa issues, but she didn't have to go back to Australia. They were able to solve them uh, stateside, and that's when they brought her back to TV. So I'm assuming that she's going up to the main roster, which I would be drooling at matches of her versus Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte Flair again. Oh, I want to see her versus... Nia Jax. No, oh, jeez. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. But the fact is, I think I the reason I didn't pick EO because I think I said on Sunday, 
I thought she was going to be the one to get called up. Um, I think Rhea, Rhea at this point is too green, though. I can't see her going up to the main roster yet. I mean, with she, sorry, with everything being so heavily taped, they can disguise it. Yeah, because really, what one sh- raw every other week is live, and and I think um, once every other week NXT's live. Everything else is taped, so you can hide the greenness. Unlike what we'll talk about later in a women's match, you could hide <laughs> it. What I'm wearing green because of that sh- that that match last night. All right, all right. We'll leave no, it at that. We'll, we'll get to your point now. So I'll, did I'll, I was gonna. No, no, did anyone watch uh, the ending segment in uh, uh, NXT? Hold on a second. I'm gonna get to that right now. I I, I know you're you're biting your lip trying to to get uh, your little rant out, but uh, in time, Stephen. Um, AEW yesterday's 677 versus NXT 673. Uh, very close as far as the ratings went this week. Uh, Cody versus Mark Quinn main event for AEW. Cody versus Haggard was set up. FTR versus Butcher and the Blade was a great match. I'll say that. NXT 673. Uh, Cole versus Loomis was the main event. Uh, Cross set up to face Adam Cole, which I'm looking forward to. I, I didn't think they're going to do it this quick, but they are. And then El Hio de Fantasma unmasks. Um, which was, uh, I was like, whoa, that actually happened. Um, but anyways, what Steven's referring to is the ups and downs of NXT as well as uh, AEW, more so the AEW, because you went from a great opening first tag team match of the debut of FTR in AEW down to the women's match that he wasn't too fond of. Uh, to me, I went through, I haven't seen NXT yet, obviously, because we're in Canada, but I did go through the card and see exactly what had taken place. Um, Loomis, um, Somebody had, I'll tell you this. So, somebody compared the opening segment on NXT to when Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, were in WCW and, and Hogan kept seeing Warrior in the mirror, but nobody else could see him. So, that was the whole big thing between Roderick Strong and Dexter Loomis. It's like all of a sudden, Dexter kept being, kept showing up. Nobody else could see him then. And then all of a sudden, the El Hio de Fantasma thing, the two guys were kidnapped. And next thing you know, all of a sudden, now they're showing up again. That was one of the things I, I was listening to a podcast today. But um, I, I tell you this. So, the opening match for AEW yesterday, as well as the closing segment for NXT, made it worthwhile to see both shows. But Stephen, get your shit on. What uh, what uh, what are you looking forward to uh, crapping on right now? Okay, so let's go with AEW. We saw an amazing tag match opening. FTR Butcher and the Blade. We all have seen Butcher and the Blade perform. We all know how good they are. They've been utilized like hell in AEW up until this point. Now people can understand why us in Ontario were so excited to see Butcher and the Blade show up in AEW. Because we all thought, well, hell, you got Young Bucks. Even though I'm not a big fan of them, they can put on a hell of a match. You've got guys that tag teams that can be make a really good tag match. Super Smash Brothers. Yes. See, there's, there's a lot of teams. So the first 11 minutes of the show was wonderful. And then Balding Buck and Road Warrior Buck came out, and then the show went from probably a 10 to a 0, and it never rose after that. It stayed – it just kept dropping. It was it was going down faster than the Challenger. Um, but, like, it was horrible. I mean, then you get the women's tag match. That should not be on TV. I've seen, and this is no disrespect to anyone, 
I've seen Tyson Duke's students put on a better tag match with very little training compared to that horseshit. There was one female wrestler that should have been on TV last night. Uh, how do you say her name? The one you like. The woman. The girl, Sheeta? Yeah, Sheeta. She's the only. <sighs> it's her birthday today. Okay, well, cool. Hopefully, like, her career is going down the shitter being at NAEW's women division, but it that's cool. Um, now that Rose, great if you have someone who can lead her like Sheeta. Sheeta can get a good match out of her. The other, like, Penelope was a fucking alien. You really th- no? She looks it looked green. That match was presented by the color green. All right. So, uh, Sean, we'll get your thoughts because we're running short on time, and I want to make sure we focus enough time towards the end here. Uh, yeah, the opening tag match liked um, what they're doing with Arn and Tully kind of scouting them uh, was good. Spears in the back playing with his uh, glove. They still haven't explained the glove. That's dropping the ball because that goes back to the time of uh, Ted DiBiase Barry Windham, Blackjack Mulligan. Yes, they're going to form that. I really uh, so. But uh, beating Orange Cassidy with the bag of oranges and stuff like that, why do we need more blood? There's no need for it. And then, you know, the way they're presenting uh, Cody, it's, oh, well, here we go. It was a, a boring, like, watching paint dry. AEW, good match. Oh, yeah, defending his title. But at the same time, Cody and the Bucks, are they faces? Are they heels? Do they come off as heels even though they're faces? Like, why does Cody need a manager? Why is he wearing a belt and sometimes using it as a weapon? And, like, I didn't Okay, get- so hold, hold, hold on. I'll put it this way. What are you more excited to see? Karrion Cross taking on Adam Cole or Cody taking on uh, Jake Haggerty at this point? Cole and Cross. Yeah. Steven Chicken has said yes as well. All right. No, they're going to fuck up Cody Rhodes and Jake Hager. You just know it. You know Cody Rhodes is going to bleed. He's going to win with the crossroads. We've seen it. God love Mark Quinn. He's probably going to be a superstar eventually. He had no business being in that match with Cody Rhodes last night. Yeah, but at the same time, the guy needs to learn how to sell. If his knee is uh, bugging him that much, then he should have been screwing up more instead of, oh, oh, my knee, my knee, and uh, doing a flop, doing a flip. Oh, my knee, doing a flop perfectly. Like, and he's smiling while he's doing it. Okay, I've seen worse. All right, option two, Jake Hager. So announced for Fighter Fest, by the way, Jake Hager and Cody or Brian Cage and John Moxley. What are you looking forward to more? Probably uh, Cody and Hager because uh, just the way they're setting up the other two, they don't really have much oomph behind them. There's not enough steam going in with uh, Brian Cage, who's injury prone as it is, and he has Taz by his side. They're using legends or old timers really bad where they, they actually take the spotlight away from the guy that they're accompanying. Uh, they just... It's frustrating to watch because they wanted to be an alternative. They wanted to show something different, but then they don't. All right, Stephen, hold on. I'll get your thoughts on something else. 
So, Brian Cage versus John Moxley, or Tessa Blanchard defending the Impact World Championship against Eddie Edwards, Trey, Ace Austin, and Michael Elgin coming up at Slammiversary. That was announced this past Tuesday. That's like asking me, do I want to drink poison or gas? But I'm going to go, and this is, hold, sit down, Chris. I would much rather see Tessa Blanchard, um, Ace Austin, Michael Elgin, Trey. I'm missing someone. That's how much it made an impact on me to watch. Eddie Edwards. Yeah, which I don't understand, but. Um, at least Ace Austin, Tessa Blanchard, Trey, and Michael Elgin can work. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see where that goes, as well as the uh, tease right now of anybody from WWE apparently possibly going back to Impact. I know Eric Young was uh, rumored because of the fact when Elgin ended the show, um, Eric Young was on the phone with, oh, sorry, Elgin was on the phone with somebody and it's expected to be Eric Young. Um, one of the cool things about Impact this week, besides uh, the return to Tessa Blanchard coming up, is the fact is uh, Cody Diener made his uh, return to Impact, which was kind of cool, kind of cleaned house. Uh, it's funny because in the, the match that he took part in, he come out and he was going for a running hug with, uh, with Jake something. Uh, cousin Jake, and the next thing you know, they're like, "Wait a second, we can't hug because of quarantine." And yeah. then they went to high five. They can't do that. I think they end up bumping elbows instead. So Cody Dinner uh, throwing the comedy in there. Um, last little bit of news before we touch base on Canadian independent wrestling, because there is some news as well as our news uh, is this. So uh, UFC Fight Island is actually taking place. Four dates announced: July 11th, July 15th, July 18th, and July 25th. Uh, basically, UFC 251 as, as well as three fight nights are taking place on UFC Fight uh, Island. Uh, that was announced by the UFC and Dana White. Um, I mean, <laughs> so people Abu who, Dhabi. yeah, Abu Dhabi. Uh, people that uh, can't see this, Stephen was just kind of doing the whirly bird with his uh, with his hand there. But the fact is, I'm excited. Uh, you know, UFC 251. I'm excited to see what's going to happen there. Um, I know you guys aren't fans of UFC or MMA, but it, to me personally, I, I can't wait to see it. Um, one more comment by Chad Peterson here. Next week will be boring. Dustin and his tag team partner going against their AEW tag team. So uh, what he's talking oh, about. Yeah. They have QT Marshall with the bunny for no apparent reason. They're wasting Allie instead of her being with Butcher and Blade. Apparently there, there's some kind of thing coming up that um, Allie is still with Butcher and Blade. She's just trying to cause a rift between uh, Dustin and QT. So oh, I, I, sounds exciting. It might be a way to get Brandy back in the ring. See a Brandy versus Ali match. Oh, that's about as good as um, Charmel versus um, what's her name in TNA? Jenna Maruska? Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Oh, fucking AEW. Fuck me. Do they just try to be a shitty show now? Is that what their goal is? Okay, on a better note and better subject, it's been a while since I've been able to talk about this, but live shows actually taking place as far as the Canadian independent wrestling scene goes. So uh, the return to Canadian independent wrestling, two shows announced so far. I uh, can't see any reason at all they, they won't take place. I was checking over in BC. I haven't seen anything there. I haven't seen anything on Ontario. 
the Maritimes or uh, Quebec at this point, but there are two shows taking place. Uh, CWE taking place on June the 12th tomorrow. That's at Rookie Sports Bar in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, RCW Real Canadian Wrestling on June 20th taking place in Edmonton. Um, from what I've seen, either one-third capacity or limited to 100 fans. Not sure what the layout's going to look like. I mean, it's hard to put a plexiglass in a bar, but, I mean, they'll do what they have to. Uh, guys, are we one step closer here in Ontario to getting independent wrestling back? And I say that with regards to Sebastian Suave. Uh, posting on his Facebook with regards to, um, you know, what fans would uh, like to see, what fans would expect to see, and what fans would would pay to see here in Ontario. Um, Sean, I, I know your standpoint on it all because of, you know, what you do for work. But, Stephen, what about you? I mean, Smash Wrestling announces tomorrow that they're back at the, uh, say, the Phoenix there in Toronto. Are you, are you going to be one of the first ones to sign up and go? Yep. I am over. Okay, so we all know I live in Toronto. I live right downtown Toronto, right by the old Maple Leaf Gardens. I see thousands of people a day. We'll we'll call it an even ten thousand people, maybe if you're lucky, twenty five people wearing a mask. People here are over it. I'm over it. We are all due for a second wave in November. Let me watch some live pro wrestling. Let let businesses make some money because it's going to be a long winter. Um, but yeah, I would be the I'd be right there. I wouldn't. I'm not worried. Is there going to be some changes at live shows? Yeah. Are we probably going to be able to get up close and personal like we have been pre-COVID? No. But. I'm, I know that coming in. Are they probably going to space front row seats out? Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. It's. It, I don't want to see plexiglass because I think it, it, it's, it just won't look right, uh, especially at a smash show. It just – but to me, space people out, limit if wrestlers are going to sell merch, make it online, pick up only at the – venue you, you just limit it, it there will be changes but i would be there to see the first show no questions asked yeah it's funny i was talking to my wife about this it's like how do you how do you do this and one of the things is basically you have a bunch of signed photos pre-signed you know what i mean on a table like a merch table and then fans can come up and just buy that and you know maybe there's not necessarily any interaction with the wrestlers and stuff like that but at least they can still buy the merch and support them but the thing is is they all have um, most of them have social media. You could, they could post. Okay, I'm going to be at Smash at the Rec Room June 12th. Please, like, and you post it three, four weeks ahead. Please message me if you want merch personalized, like pictures. If you want them personalized, you prepay ahead. You send the money. They have it there. If you really want to personalize, there's all there's ways around it. The, there's ways to get things personalized if you really want them. No, Sean, it, it hits me any more than that, Stephen, at this point, because of the fact tomorrow is Friday, uh, June the 12th. As of 12.01, a lot of things change for us here in London. Uh, one of the biggest, <laughs> as Stephen's throwing up the bird for the second time this show. Um, but, uh, you know, malls are open again once tomorrow. Uh, you know, restaurants, anything with a patio is open up. Uh, Port Stanley has the option to open up, but they're not at this point. Grand Bend still shut down. But uh, you can actually go down Richmond uh, tomorrow 
at like six six o'clock see people sitting at the seeps once again uh you know um jack astor's on on richmond um you know it's livelihoods picking back up and as stephen had mentioned you can walk out in the streets of toronto and basically see like five people wearing a mask because people have just had enough um i mean how close are, are do you think we are to seeing wrestling here again either toronto or london and as well as uh, i mean are you with with you doing the job that you do i know you said wrestling events are going to be few and far between until you know vaccine whatever the case may may happen but does it concern you as, at all about the malls or uh you know richmond street and stuff like this and one of the reasons i asked because you said you had i think it was like last saturday you and your, your wife had taken a drive you know just uh you know just doing what normal people have done during COVID. so what are your what are your thoughts on the whole opening up here in london tomorrow as well as how it relates to getting wrestling back in this city yeah it's it's quite the conundrum to be honest like they say this can open that can open but nothing's uh, very clear on what it is like it's been so wishy-washy of what rules and regulations are and it's like they're just making it up uh it's unfortunate though that you know we don't have uh at least a vaccine to go okay you have a choice take it or get it and or just roll the dice and hope that you don't get uh, sick but until then it's sort of uh you know buyer beware take your chances and if you get it then you know you knew the rest if not you know lucky you and enjoy your uh freedom of getting to go places um i know a lot of places are going to be open and going to be uh separating people differently i did see one bar uh here in london uh we'll give uh some hype but uh they had some rules and that also included an 18 percent automatic tip I saw that. <laughs> you're talking barney's yeah, okay, you're going to mention Barney's by name. I, I saw that same thing, and you have a, you have a two hour limit. They shut down at eleven. You have a two hour limit, and you have to have reservations beforehand. And the thing is, I think you have a ten to fifteen minute window to be yeah. able to be there. A ten minute window. Yeah. Yeah, I read so that. I was like, holy maximum at a table, no table hopping, and you all must arrive at the same time. Or thanks for coming out, sport. Yeah. And we'll take eighteen percent added to your bill for tip. Yeah, and I wonder how many other places are going to do that just to make up for the fact that they did not have the last two months, uh, three months of business. And I can understand the need to do it, but everybody's hurting at the same time. And I think if you don't add that automatic on there, people are going to be more inclined to tip as a thank you instead of being forced to tip. Yeah, because that 18% is a tip, but you will find, and I have a lot of friends uh, here in the Toronto area, you will find people from areas that are not allowed to open in cities that are allowed to open. I know of at least 30 or 40 people who already have reservations in London from Toronto. Feels like we've had this conversation before. They're going to go all over the place. So as much as we can open... We will be open because we are coming to tr- either they're going to let places just let places open or you're going to have people from 
the Greater Toronto, Hamilton, Windsor, Sarnia travel and fuck it up for everyone else. So my wife, my wife's theory on that, her being a teacher, by the way, was to card anybody who is has a reservation if they have a Toronto address, Windsor address, whatever the case may be. Say, see you later. Here's the thing: I have a London address still. So how do you? There's a lot of people who don't change their address because, for myself, I've only moved here for work. Yeah, I know loopholes like that, right? So well, that's the thing. There's a lot of people. So you could never, you could never, because what do you do if if they just have a passport? Because they just get around it. I just have a passport. Your address isn't on it. All right. So next Thursday, June the 18th, we will do the follow up to what we have seen. Um, as far as Richmond Street goes here in London, Ontario. Last little bit of news before we get into our big announcement is this. So Gerwick.net, female of the day today is Casey Two Scoots uh, Spinelli. So I throw the support over there at that website. So you missed one thing. What? Bruce Pritchard took over for Paul Heyman, and it's one writing staff, and Bruce Pritchard now runs SmackDown and Raw. And things can't get any worse. (laughs) Sean? No, that's the first time hear, hearing about it. I haven't seen that. It, it kind of makes sense because of uh, lack, less people and don't need uh, Heyman to travel. But, yeah, that's a lot of work to be putting on one person's shoulders. And it also goes, unfortunately, to making both shows look and feel the same. So anyone who was a Paul Heyman guy, so Aleister Black, who else on Raw? Cedric Alexander. Yeah, it, uh, who was it? The, the Viking Raiders? A lot of guys over there. But uh, hold hold those thoughts. So, uh, guys, you've seen. I've got rid of the uh, the backdrop there. I've got rid of the the banners that are usually down bo- uh, bottom. Uh, we're not going anywhere. I'm going to kick all three of us off, and there is a reason for it. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play back to back commercials, and then we will do a follow up as far as anything that's going to be announced at this point. Um, as soon as these commercials are done playing. So bear with me a second. I'm going to kick us off, and then basically stay tuned for both commercials produced by Mr. Sean Bates of the Scumbags of Wrestling, and then we'll get into some heavy talk about what's coming up next. There you go, guys. Two awesome commercials uh, done by Sean Bates of the Scumbags of Wrestling. Um, I had to see if I could get them in time for this show. Uh, so back and forth emails going by and then all of a sudden I was like, okay, hopefully size is good. Size is good. Size is good. And sure enough, they, they were. So, um, what is happening is this. So, you know, for the past, I guess it's been six weeks now, including this past Monday, uh, we've done six episodes of fantasy warfare tournament. Um, first episode was on YouTube. Uh, the next uh, five episodes have been exclusive first to Patreon and then basically coming up is what you see here. The greatest world champions, hashtag FWT on TNT. Changes as of this. So with this tournament, it's going to last four straight weeks. Um, And then with the fifth being the final. So what happens is we have 64 guys broken down into 16 per bracket. So we have a a north bracket, a south bracket, an east bracket, and a west bracket. Uh, 63 of the names have been announced so far. We're just winning on one of the names. Uh, That will be in round two, which is – I'm just going to bring up the dates here. So – uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament presented by TNT Thursday Night Showdown, Greatest World Champions. All going to be YouTube premieres. I'll get into that in a moment. Episode one is going to take place 
on YouTube. Like I said, premiere Wednesday, June 17th, 2020, episode two, Wednesday, June 24th. Episode three is Wednesday, July 1st, Canada Day. Episode four is going to be Wednesday, July 8th, 2020 on YouTube. The finals is going to be Thursday, July 9th, 2020 in conjunction with both TNT as well as the Scumbags of Wrestling. So basically what's happening, Patreon is no more. Um, the fact is we weren't making money. We weren't getting hits off of Patreon. I haven't shut down the account, but the fact is we want to be able to produce content and get it out to you guys so you guys can see it. Uh, we're talking on TNT about stuff that, uh, you know, has happened. Uh, say, for example, this past Monday, we did the King of Kings. I don't want to be like, oh, hey, you got to wait three weeks. So and with that being said, in order to line everything up, uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament presented by uh, TNT Thursday Night Throwdown Greatest Women's Champions will take place tomorrow on YouTube. That will be the YouTube premiere of it, so Friday, June 12th at 6 p.m. And then to get everything in in time, uh, The King of Kings is going to take place Monday, June 15th, 6 p.m. on YouTube. That will be the YouTube premiere. And then from there, we go into more additional content, like I said. So what will happen is the plan is right now, Monday nights, we will start recording week by week by week. And then finals, like I said, with final four will be uh, uh, Thursday, July 9th in conjunction with TNT as well as the Scumbags of Wrestling. Um, thing about this, I'm going to get Sean and Stephen to talk about this as well. The fact is we talked about doing different topics and everything else. And Greatest World Champions, we had done the Greatest Women's Champions, but the Greatest World Champions, it's like how do we pick just 16? So going back and forth and Jonesy included as well, it's like what do we do that's going to be special? Stephen wants to do King of the Ring because of the fact – like sorry the king of kings because june always meant king of the ring you know and that to me speaks as a wrestling fan as well but going back and forth with this tournament is how do we do something special so uh, sean you want to touch base on that and steven maybe get your thoughts on on doing what we're doing as far as coming up as well as shutting down patreon and doing it on youtube uh two days later yeah when we uh started thinking about the greatest world champions uh, Chris had put out the fact that maybe instead of uh, one bracket of 16, how about do uh, uh, one night of 32? I upped the uh, stakes with saying 64, so it divides evenly into four different episodes, doing a whole month worth of uh, this tournament, and that way you can include more people. We're including people from Impact Wrestling. TNA, same people, ROH, AWA, NWA, WCW, WWE, WWF, New Japan, uh, I Mexico. think Mexico, yes, there is somebody included in that. And so, yeah, we're not just saying greatest world champion in WWE history. We're trying to find at least a good mixture, past, present, and future. Not necessarily future, but there are people who are going to be uh, around for a while still and building on their current legacy, but they're all going to be mixed up. And you got people like Luthez, Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, uh, Kevin Owens, Adam Cole, Adam Cole, Kenny yeah, Omega, Kenny Omega, people from all uh, generations. And we're going to uh, try and narrow it down. We're even going to try and have special guests as part of it. So we'll have five people on the panel, five different points of view, and we'll see who uh, it gets narrowed down to in the final four to happen on uh, TNT in a month's time. All right, Stephen, your thoughts on the whole concept? I'm actually really excited because obviously we've seen all four brackets, and I'm looked at them again today. I don't see an easy matchup. I don't see a person who you're like, well, this could be a five and zero. Oh. I-, I can see a lot of. Sp- very high split decisions. 
I, I like just looking at the week one. It's uh, going to be some very interesting discussions. I have a feeling there'll be votes. There will be a lot more passion. I have a feeling there might be some more arguments. I have a feeling it's going to be must-watch TV. And I, I like that we're going to go uh, two days live or YouTube premiere after. Um, I know we were doing a good cause with the Giver Foundation. Is that what it Giver is? Giver Charity with uh, yeah. Cody Jr. But I think waiting three weeks for this, that this is going to be some very intense uh, discussions, I have a feeling. I also have a feeling the finals, uh, TNT uh, and Scumdag podcast at the same time for the final four will be uh, – there's some very interesting final fours we could have. Uh, I think uh, everyone should really enjoy it. I mean, I'm – excited when when we guys are really talking about this we did put king of kings in last week so it gave us an extra week to because we did talk about it last after the greatest women's world champions and we decided to do king of kings because of king of the ring and it gave us ourselves another week to really think about um because we all put in 16 names so it gave us all some time to really think about not having piece of shit in it yeah this uh, this will be one that you see research going into it uh as steven was saying i can't see a lot of five and o's i can't see a lot of four and ones either there's gonna be a lot of three and twos going on um one of the coolest things about this is we're going to be recording on monday night starting next monday uh and then basically two days later you'll see the youtube premiere at 6 p.m on wednesdays and then followed by tnt live on thursdays um like i said the final four will be a joint show between myself and Sean Scumbags and TNT. I'll uh, be live on Thursday, like I said, July the... What was that date again? Ninth. July the 9th, yeah. So it won't be a regular TNT show. It'll be a TNT Scumbag special with the final four being basically uh, hammering it out, uh, votes um, going down to final two and then down to final one. And then uh, we've had some people that had, like uh, Stephen and Sean had mentioned, as far as wanting to be part of this. So you'll be seeing a lot of five of us on these shows. I know two of them for sure, hopefully all four, and then the final show, we'll have to see who's available. Um, Sean, you had done an amazing job with the video, uh, the Triple H pick I had to laugh at because holy crap, it was like 2002, 2003 maybe. <laughs> that was way back in the day when he was uh, he was bulking up and stuff on that. But um, cool thing is I think Sean had included everyone in the tournament in the first video. So if you want to see who's in the, we're not going to give away who's in the brackets yet. Uh, we already have given away as far as first round goes. Um, but anybody who's going to be in the tournament is in that first video. The second video was a breakdown of the first round matches. Sean or Steven, do you have that in front of you as far as just giving a listing of who we're going to see the, this coming Monday and then Wednesday on YouTube? Uh, Chris Jericho versus The Undertaker. Tanahashi versus Edge. Harley Race versus Kevin Owens. Rick Martel versus Jerry the King Lawler. Kurt Henning versus Sergeant Slaughter. Bully Ray versus Justin Incredible. Uh, Sting versus AJ Styles. DDP versus the King of Kings, the game himself, Triple H. 
Yeah, so I mean, and that's just 16 names right there. We've got 48 more. So it, I know I some of the when so when I put all 64 in the in the bracket and then basically did the random uh, randomizer thing, I was like, holy shit, this can't be happening, you know. So it's we're gonna get into some debates. We're gonna get into some uh, some arguments. Uh, it's gonna be fun though, and I can't wait for this coming Monday. And then, like I said, you guys will see the first show uh, next Wednesday on YouTube uh, for the premiere. Um, yeah, it should be interesting because it's it's going to be a lot of talking, but it's uh get us through the summertime anyways, and and hopefully through uh, the the rest of this COVID shit. Um, as in any time that we've ever done this show, second last segment is devoted to Mr. Sean Bates of the Scumbags of Wrestling, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Scumbags of Wrestling. Sean, maybe touch base on uh, Scott Hunter, what's going on there because I know his his videos are done because he's officially quarantined as far as twelve oh one tonight goes. But uh, what's going on with his regards to his tournament over there? Yeah, he's been running a uh, promo uh, contest, and uh, we saw the first couple of rounds that included uh, people like the Cadet, um, John Greed, Shiloh was in it. Uh, but he's down to the final four, and it's best two or three uh, falls, uh, basically. And it has Chuck Bell taking on Kyle Boone, who advanced under some interesting circumstances. And of course, Alien Habanero is taking on Miss Becky, and Miss Becky is from uh, this area. And honestly, I have to say her videos have been really an uh, improvement on her character that uh, she's normally had over in the um, independent scene that she's uh, been hanging out in. Uh, she's got a goth uh, video going on now. So definitely want to check out uh, Miss Becky versus Alien Habanero. And Chuck Bell against uh, Cal Boone. And people get a vote by uh, one point for a thumbs up or uh, two points for a heart. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, they're still just working on uh, the first fall of the uh, semifinals right now. All right. And as far as the Scumbags of Wrestling goes and, and your T-shirt, how's that going? Well, we have... Uh, Episode 109 coming up uh, this weekend. We're going to uh, basically uh, break down some of the news, a lot of the results that have happened over the last uh, week, and then look at um, uh, Backlash and do predictions, much like we just did uh, earlier this evening. And then uh, as far as the T-shirt and posters go, I had one order already put in for T-shirts. They're coming out uh, this week. But that doesn't mean people are shut out. They can email me uh, at wrestling at gmail.com or check out our Facebook page. $30 for a t-shirt, $15 for the poster. And I'm picking up the posters uh, tomorrow. Got a huge stack of those coming. You won't want to miss it. And the money, as I said, is going to go to uh, Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. And uh, I'm part of... Uh, Steven's wrestling journey for Kiri uh, malformation uh, uh, research. So it's definitely going to a good cause. Get on board. You get an awesome t-shirt uh, designed by uh, Nigel Lewis. Can't go wrong. 22 uh, stars of the independent wrestling scene here in Ontario. And if this sells well, I'm going to uh, do it again with the other talents who were missed out on for this shirt so we can keep on going but let's get this first uh, batch and this first uh pressing going 
Yeah, I think uh, my vote's Scott Hunter for the se uh, second T-shirt, by the way. Yeah, he uh, kind of jokingly popped up and uh, when he f I first showed the uh, picture uh, to say, hey, you know, this is coming out. He's like, um, I don't see Brad and I, and I know how I would actually incorporate that because I was looking at different comic book covers over the last while when I was trying to come up with uh, the extra features that would make it into a comic book uh, cover. And I have no an idea of how I would incorporate at least Scott, if not Brad as well, as part of uh, the upcoming one. And the next one also has an idea of uh, monsters and heroes, I'm thinking, with some of the other uh, talent that are over on uh, the Golden Horseshoe area in Ottawa to include them. So there's some people that I've got in mind. All right, Stephen, who, who are some thoughts that come up to you, uh, come to mind as far as who should be on that second shirt? I'm trying to think of who's, who's missing off. Like, I'm having, I'm blanking out. Well, um, there's definitely Cycle Mike Rollins uh, that didn't uh, make the cut, unfortunately. And I'm thinking guys like Justin Sane, uh, Congo Kong, John Greed. Holden Albright as well. Holden Albright. Yeah. You got some fun with that saying, like, Monsters and heroes. Well, don't forget, you got guys who go to Barry from. So, uh, Anthony Gaines, he stands out. He's always been interesting. Uh, Scotty O'Shea, the hacker. Now, you want to talk about monsters? Yeah. <laughs> Scotty O'Shea is one right there. I'm just yeah, trying, to, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who's, without looking at the picture, who's missing from the first. Like, off the top of my head, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, honestly, right now. Uh, I'm excited to get mine. I'm hoping it will be in the mail soon. I'm picking them up hopefully tomorrow, if not early next week. I, I, I got a message saying they ran out of white ink. Oh, oh, okay. I also have a special surprise coming right now uh, for uh, Chris to uh, show him uh, – some stuff that I have coming. I can't wait for it to get here. I'm hoping. Is this some PG shit? Oh, you're going to fucking love this shirt that I've got. Hey, right, we'll have to, uh, maybe for the first episode of uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament. So it won't be here. It's coming from uh, somewhere south in the south. It's coming up. Oh, uh, tennis racket? I, I can't say. You're just going <laughs> to wait to see. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. All right. That should be a shirt right there. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Yeah. It is. Jim Cornette has oh. it. Well, there you go. You just announced. <laughs> he has it. Oh, I, oh, fuck. I can't wait. That's not the shirt I got because that I can't wear. So so besides the shirt I got coming to me from Sean, I got to pick up another one to uh, to uh, outdo that Jim Cornette one. But, guys, a serious note, check out my website, CWN, CWNonline.ca. Uh, go in since 2009. Uh, news, podcast, uh, you'll see the TNT stuff that we do, the F, uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament on there as well. I can start doing listings again, which I'm happy about. So you can actually go to Canadian Independent Wrestling. There's only two shows I know about right now, but there are still two shows. Uh, I put up the New Japan stuff today, so you'll see the New Japan uh, listings in the pay-per-view section, as well as anything else I can I can launch on that website. But that is my baby right there. But guys, I'll leave it at this. Like I said, Fantasy Warfare Tournament, best champions, greatest champions, um, greatest world champions at that. 
uh, coming up this coming Monday to be taped. And then from there, like I said, Wednesday premieres on YouTube with the first one being uh, next Wednesday. And then, like I said, tomorrow night, you're going to see on YouTube Greatest Women's Champions. And then basically coming up on Monday, you're going to see the King of Kings. And then we go live kind of from there. So uh, I'm excited. Guys, it's been had a, a very good uh, argument, me and you. They, people need to watch me and you get in an argument over the women's one. We have they a haven't on that one. They haven't seen nothing yet. That that was that was tame. Oh, I know. I have a good feeling we're getting in a real good one on this uh, greatest world champions. We we oh, won't do the greatest world champions. Well, I mean, well, yeah, but you know, I, I, I'll do, I'll do this. I will I will basically get a shot of whiskey into me and then we'll go at it. But not during the greatest world champions. So you won't be seeing it until probably the end of July. Uh, but uh, I want to take it seriously. So, like I said, we are going to do our research when it comes to the greatest world champions. Uh, um, you know, Stephen has been great as far as the Wikipedia references and how many championships and where they've won championships. And I think it was the King of Kings. And who was it? I think it was Jerry the King Lawler and how many championships he has won in his career. I mean, yeah. that's absolutely outstanding. So one last comment before we shut down. And uh, again, Chad Pe- uh, Peterson, thanks for being a fan tonight. He goes, LOL, can't wait. So uh, I think he's refer- not to, I, I don't think he's LOL in the tournament. I think he's LOL at me and Steven going at it. So <laughs> yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see there. But guys, it has been great. Uh, like I said, check us out next Wednesday on YouTube with the premiere of Greatest World Champions. Um, I might release uh, probably on the TNT website as far as the first bracket goes because it has been announced. Uh, Sean, hopefully you continue with your videos because I think it'd be pretty cool if we had that video intro kind of, uh, you know, as we're doing TNT and this and that. Yeah, um, one for every uh, round. All right, good. All right, so guys, uh, last thing, just a moment of silence here just before I do the sign-off video uh, for the one and only Mr. Johnny Walker, Mr. Wrestling 2. So guys, thanks a lot for being with us, and we will see everybody next week.